Internet brand strategist Sandra Beck interviews top business coaches, speakers, authors, and thought leaders to bring you the best business tips, tricks, and techniques to give your idea the best possible chance for success. From writing your first novel to telecommuting from home to taking your small business to infinity and beyond. Now here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey, everybody, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here today with the co-owner of BZ Trans Systems out of Minnesota, and we're going to be talking about planning because, you know, there's a concept of working in your business and on your business that we're going to talk about today. And, you know, as we open up the new year, it's really important that we have a vision, that we have a roadmap. You know, if we just keep doing the same things as Einstein predicted, we're going to get the same results. And if we have problems, the same thinking that created those problems is not going to be the thinking that solves those problems. So I'm really excited today to talk to Paul Frazier about planning, you know, what he's doing to plan his year and, and how he's improving, you know, especially in a pandemic, especially when we have so many things working against us, but yet people are being successful. And that's what we are talking about today. How do we do these workarounds? How do we plan 2021 in a pandemic with all the restrictions? But I can tell you it's possible and you can have success in 2021. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Sandra. It's so, so glad to be here today. Me too. Me too. I mean, you know, we just are starting the new year and with a new year comes, you know, this excitement, this hope, this, you know, as we kind of crawl out of 2020, um, 2021 to me is full of possibility. Well, you know what, it's funny you say that because let's, you know, when you think about it, a new year is like a clean slate. And I think that's, I think that's the best. I've always liked New Year's because it's a clean slate. People can start over again and, you know, start with a clean slate and just start planning their whole year. And, you know, it doesn't have to be big, huge plans. In fact, I think starting small and getting your goals done on a smaller scale than a bigger scale, you have a lot more success with that when you're playing with a small scale instead of a big huge scale because when people plan with big huge scales they have a tendency to fail but with low with uh, you know you put your your mind to a lot lot of uh lower you know smaller goals you're going to reach success i do believe that well absolutely you know i think about about um you know smart goals and they say you know they're they're um, yep. you know, that, that, that acronym that everybody uses for smart, uh, goals. But one of the things that yep. I find, you know, with the smart, you know, and it's, it's specific, measurable, you know, assignable, relevant, you know, and time-based what I learned in 2020 was that my smart goals had to be also like, there's no F in there, <laughs> you know, in the words, <laughs> but I learned yeah, last year right. that I, they really had to be, um, they had to be flexible. And so when you look at specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound, um, 
what I found in 2020 is some of the relevance changed, some of the attainables changed, some of the measurable changed, and the time bound had to had to change. You know, I wanted to do certain right. things in Q1 by March 31st that just couldn't happen when the entire world shut down in March. So, um, right. And I didn't want to feel like I was a failure. You know, this is one of the other things that happens with me with, with kind of goal setting and resolutions for 2021 is, you know, when you set a resolution, it's kind of a pass fail and there's not a lot of room for adjustment. So when you set an intention for the new year, which I find allows a flexibility, you know, you can build in a flexibility in that um in that model, because if your goal is to earn 200,000 in sales and you're a sales manager, you know what this means. If your goal is to earn 200,000 in sales and last year you earned 100,000, if you don't hit that 200,000, that goal is a failure. Now, right. if you hit 150,000, you still did, you know, 50,000 more, 100,000 more than the year before. So it's a success. Right. So a lot of it is how you frame these goals. Right. Well, you know, as an entrepreneur, and you can call yourself one too, Sandra, you're always undertaking projects, whether sure. you realize it, yeah, whether you realize it or not, your work is split up into, let's just say, distinctive groupings of tasks around a specific goal. So, you know, that's what I call, I call them projects. Ideally, your tasks drive completions of your projects and the projects drive the accomplishments of your larger business goals. So that's, that's what I've always, I've always taken that into effect because more times than not, however, entrepreneurs such as yourself and me and other people out there that are listening, especially those just starting out, don't prioritize their projects enough. Instead, they try to do everything at once. This is such a bad idea. It increases stress and decreases in likelihood that you'll ever finish what you need to make it as much as harder projects and progress effectively towards your business goals. So, those that's kind of a thing that I kind of live by is what I just read there. And it's just, it's, I don't know. I feel that I can really wrap myself around that, around that paragraph there. Absolutely, Paul. Absolutely. I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor. Our sponsor today is Best Fiends. And Best Fiends is one of those can't put it down mobile puzzle game that's free to download. You can get Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Now, I play this at really weird times. Sometimes I'm sitting in the car waiting for my kids or my dad, or I might be up at one o'clock in the morning. Like I can't sleep because I can't go to the gym because everything's shut down. And I really like Best Fiends because it's social. It's, it, it, it's fun. The characters are cute. The music is great. I can play with my friend Frankie in Toronto. I can play with my sister in Denver. And even though we're not together, we can still get that together time. And we can send gifts to each other, which I know sounds really corny, but it is kind of fun when I open up the app and I say, you've got a gift from Susan or you've got a gift from Frankie. It makes me feel good. So 
I'm not going to blame anyone, but I'm kind of obsessed with this game. It's really a lot of fun. And I'm over 300 levels now, and I'm not bored. And each level is challenging, but not frustrating. And each level has a new little twist. They have different holiday characters, which is so much fun. And I really encourage you guys download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. I'm on there on my name. So you can look me up, Sandra Beck, and send me gifts because it's really fun to get gifts and I'll send them right back. So download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Now, Paul, we were talking about planning. And one of the things that is interesting, no matter how much money you have, no matter how successful you are. We all only have the same 24 hours in the day, Paul. You have 24 hours, I have 24 hours. And why do some people get so much more done than other people? Well, if that, I mean, who? <laughs> you're lucky to get 24 hours. Um, I tell you what, I, what you just said there about the paper, I have never put anything on my phone that I go goal orientated. I don't know what it is, Sandra. I always put it on paper. I feel like I follow it better on paper. I don't know. And I think it's because of the old school in me. Um, when I was going to school and stuff, homework, and everything, I would have a list out on what homework stuff I had to do at night. And I would, you know, check each one of them off. And that's how I became a person that really digs, and I mean really digs, lists, goals, and planning. Because I, I just, I'm not a digital person. I mean, trying to run my computer, I, the only thing I know how to do, uh, Sandra, on my computer is emails and look stuff up and, and send. I don't know how to do all this stuff that all these kids nowadays do. That's why when I do goals, I always write them down. I don't know what it is. It's my brain works better when I see the words on paper. It's just, I guess, I guess you could say it's just old school, you know, old school way of doing it. And I, it works for me. Well, I think, you know, Paul, you're on to something because according to neuroscience, um, people who write things down on paper are more apt to remember things. And they did this study with three metrics. Like one was like how much people could understand, how persuasive was it and how long they looked at content and people did better on paper than they did in digital. And there was much more effort required to do things on digital than it was on paper. And for some reason, you know, we are able to recall more when we write it down on paper. We can Mm -hmm. accurately remember things. We have a different emotional response to paper than we do to digital. And maybe that's something to do with our our, you know, genetics over time, you know, we've had paper for thousands of years, we've only had digital, you know, for a couple decades. And people tend to have more desire for something in a paper ad than they do in a physical ad. I mean, that's pretty cool. And definitely memory, speed, confidence, remembering and accuracy all shot through the roof when it was on a physical paper, rather than, um, 
digital. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that's really cool, Paul, is paper has a digital advantage like a it's got an advantage over digital because physical material like paper is considered real to the brain you know this is shown in brain studies you guys can look it up and this is from forbes you know forbes magazine and the physical material involved more emotional processing more processing of the brain like basically your brain lit up more looking at a paper ad than it did to a digital ad i mean that was really fascinating to me Mm -hmm. And the recall, you know, how you recalled better, the more it was on paper, the more people recalled. So that's kind of a big plus for what you were calling old school. I won't say it's old school anymore. I would say it's effective. Uh, Do you think it's coming back? Do you think the way people are doing it? Do you think people are writing down their planning? Do you think planning, they're planning on paper or do you think that they're going towards digital more? I, no, I would I, rather do it on paper. I, I think the trend last year was definitely digital. Everything was about doing digital bullet journal, yeah. digital this, digital that. Now this year, when we're more stuck at home, you know, we're more mm-hmm. um, sitting around doing, not doing nothing, but we're we're not driving. Yeah. The pace at which we're working is is much slower. And like for me, I'm not flying, I'm not driving. So to me, to use a paper planner, which used to be a pain to carry around, now it sits on my desk all fat and happy. And when I looked at buying planners this year, there's faith-based planners, there's fitness-based planners, you know, that allow you to do so much more in your in your calendar other than oh, just yeah. recording dates and writing down appointments and information. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more stuff out there, tools, as far as doing it, doing it the old fashioned way. There's a lot more to organize your life, a lot more to organize what you want to do and what you want to get done. I mean, other than, you know, doing, you know, the kids nowadays are digital, but you know, but there's a lot of stuff out there, you know, your total, you know, your office max, whatever, go to those places. They have all the organization skill, all the organizational packets that you need to get your life back on track. And I'm telling you guys, there's nothing better than having a plan to get up in the morning, having a plan and getting that plan finished. You, you'll feel accomplished. You'll feel uh, like it's one thing you've got to cross off the list and it feels like you've just got the greatest success and I like I said I don't do big plans uh when I get the smaller plan I just a half a step half step because I never used to plan nothing Sandra I used to I used to have no no organization in my life and it was just total chaos I'd never got anything done it was just total running around in a circle like a like a mouse chasing a piece of cheese in a in a maze it was it was totally it was my life was in chaos so, and I'm not much more, I'm not much of a resolution for New Year's, but I, I'm, I'm thinking about making a New Year's resolution this year about how to organize, keep my life organized, not only business-wise, but life-wise, keep it more organized, and because it, it really de-stresses the heck out of you. 
It's amazing. I mean, it really does. I yeah. have been doing this year, like my, and I started it in like mid-November because my planning, you know, my planning doesn't go day to day. It's sometimes weeks and months ahead. So I bought my new planners in, in November, you know, to be ready for January, February, March. And one of the things that I did, Paul, this year that I did differently is I bought this plan. It's I bought three planners. I bought one planner that's just my appointment book where I keep track of my appointments, my calls, like the physical data. Then I bought a planner that has a lot more things in there. It has goal setting, it has priorities, it has, you know, activity and a morning review and a night review. And, you know, sure, it has a a little space for a to-do list, but it's more about managing, you know, everything that goes on in my day and remembering my goals. Because if we get too micro-focused just on appointment, 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 you know, we can lose sight of the big picture. And one of the things that I also added to my planner system this year was a little coil bound planner I got on on Amazon, you know, 20 bucks. And it was a running to do list. And all it had at the top was a date, a space for a notes on one page. And on the other page was just basically a brain dump of to do's. So I thought, well, this is interesting, because when I write an appointment down in my book, Paul, like, let's say I have to call you on Thursday at 10 o'clock. So I'll write down Paul Frazier, your phone number, 10 o'clock, I'll circle the time and put that in for Thursday. But what's not reflected in that call is all the other to-dos that go around that call. I might need to research some information. I might need to print a report. I might need to, you know, uh, make a couple phone calls, you know, getting information before our phone call. You know, all of these things are to-dos that never appear in my planner. They're just things that when I think about that call, I'm like, oh, I got to do this, 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 and this. And so I found that when I use my to-do list, when I make the appointment with Paul, then I grab my to-do planner and I start writing down all the things I need to do for that appointment. Now, that appointment might be three days from now, but that running Mm -hmm. to-do list, I can look at it and then I can prioritize. And that has done a great job in and taking away the last minute stress of going, oh, you know, I have to do this or, oh, I forgot to do this with this call. Um, you know, that I found really interesting. You know, what I find interesting, too, is I also what I do, Sandra, is I define my projects. I'm just starting to just do this. I define my projects. Now, For do you know what that means when you define your project? No. Uh, okay. First and most important thing in project planning is to figure out what projects you are dealing with. First, what is a project? Well, what is the project that you're working on? My definition is always that it takes more than a few easy tasks to get it done. So nothing that takes you all day to get done, just something that is quick to get it, to get you on the next task. Setting up that new sales software, maybe that's a project expanding your network. Uh, that's a project too, but you know, growing your business is also a great one too. That's a collection of projects. Some of your projects will be pretty obvious, but others will work in the background, acknowledged, unacknowledged. So you'll have these projects in your head that are obviously got to get done, but there's bigger ones in the back of your head that might even just go unnoticed. 
to unearth all of your projects, write down everything you're currently working on and everything you want to be working on. Then group the list around specific goals. That action will likely lead you to your project list. You may have 10 or 20 or even, even more projects on the list. But to be effective, you'll want to pick the two to five projects that are most important and focus on those for the remaining tips. So those, that is a good deal. I've been starting to do that. I've been defining the projects that are most important to me to get done during the day, get those done. And then you got these projects in the back of your head that are just sitting there. Hey, pull them out and get them done too. I mean, I'm telling you, this whole, this whole new way of thinking has changed my life, Sandra. It really has. And you know what? You are the person that got me involved with all this planning stuff. Because when I was sending you that stuff uh, that we were going to call people on, uh, that I looked up for business people that we were going to call, yeah. you're going to make a list and all that stuff, I started to do that again. And um, after the holidays here, I'm going to start emailing you more of those people. And I'm telling you, you're the way you told me how to organize my life. I mean, you should be an organizer too, Sandra, because you do a really good job of it. <laughs> well, I think, boy, you want to learn how to be an organizer, be a successful entrepreneur yeah. and a single mom with small kids. You know, one of the things that it's, it's kind of trial by fire, but if I'm not organized, you know, the, the kids fall down, my dad's health falls down, my company falls down, I fall down. I mean, yeah. we all fall down. Right. And you know what? Don't forget, people, give your projects a start and an end date. You should know or decide when each project should start and end. This will allow you to sequence projects by prioritizing, 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 Prior I, I, I can't do it. Now you've got me all goofed up. Prioritize. Uh, what you need what you need to start to be finished start and end dates will also allow you to plan around your own business cycles and prevent projects from going on for much longer than they really should so that's what you always give your project a start and an end date so it'll keep you motivated to get it done and start on to the next one you know absolutely so, absolutely yep. You know, Paul, when we talk about these things, one of the things that I find if I over plan, I feel like I'm just a machine. You know, I get up, yeah. and like, I do my 20 to do things on my to do list. And that really doesn't feel good. And then I find myself avoiding my planner and avoiding things. And one of the things that I did this year that's different than last year, um, and this was from Hal, Hal Elrod's The Miracle Morning that I read and The 12 uh, Week Year. I read that book over the holiday, um, the Thanksgiving holiday, and they gave me some really good insight. And what I found at the, at the front page of my planner, right next to the year calendar, I wrote down my ideal day, like what my ideal day would look like. And then I uh -huh. wrote down 10 things that I could do that day that would kind of make my day and my ideal day, you know, and this doesn't have to be, I can't do all 10 every day. It's just not possible, especially we had a big snowstorm right. in Los Angeles, which was crazy. So the idea what? that I could take a walk 
isn't uh, wasn't possible the last two days. But you know, here's the things, the 10 things that I can do every day, if I can even just do a little bit, make such a difference in my happiness level. Like take a walk, ride my bike, take a bath, right. journal, um, work a four hour day if I can. I mean, that never happens, but mm-hmm. if I do, you know, take a half day off. Mm-hmm to meditate, clean hydration. Do I get enough liquid? And then nourishment, like, did I eat right today? Or did I eat a bunch of junk? Um, Eight hours sleep. Like, these are things that, that, you know, they just help me that if I do these activities for the day, if I have a little bit of fun and recreation, if I do a little bit in my relationship, if I do a little bit like check the box for family and friends, if I check the box for personal development, check the box for health and fitness, you know, if I can check more than half of those boxes in a typical day, I have a pretty good day. If I check none of those boxes, I have a terrible day. If I check all of the boxes, I go to bed like content and happy and feel like I made great use of my 24 hours. Right. You know, that's important that, you know, when you were saying to go out for a walk and stuff, decompressing can also help by planning your your goals in life. Um, that's one of the most important things I've realized that, you know, you sit there and you, you write out all your goals and stuff and you're looking at the goals and you've got a lot of goals. A lot of them are small. A lot of them are big. I always, I always choose the small ones first because I know I can conquer them and I can move on to bigger ones when I get better. But I tell you what, it gets draining after a while to, to do in all these goals and what's on your list Go out, get get a mental break. Leave that goal list alone and just go out and just like you said, walk around. Uh, uh, do it. Uh, go on a treadmill for five or ten minutes. Do something that we, when you come back to it, you'll have a clear head and you can focus on maybe getting done five of them or six of them. If you have a list of 20, you don't have to do all 20 in a day. In fact, I wouldn't recommend it because it's just going to drain you out. But if you are a big achiever, like a lot of people out there can do that. That's fine. But I'm telling you, decompressing is very important to, to a good mental health and getting everything organized in your life. Well, what I find happens, Paul, with me is that I start, you know, it's, I'm like a, like a, you know, a Russian soldier trudging through the snow. I, I'm getting more and more tired, but I'm putting one foot in front of the other. And I don't realize how slow my production is, but I feel like I'm still doing it. I'm still moving forward. And then, you know, with the, the treatments that I'm having for my cancer, sometimes I'm so tired, Paul, I can't stay awake. Yeah. And so the difference, you know, in this year versus last, I literally have to go lay down, sleep for two hours. And what happens is I come back and I power through all this work. And I could have sat at my desk for that two hours and done the same amount of work as I did taking a nap for an hour and a half and then getting back to work for 30 minutes because it's amazing what happens when you're rested and refreshed and take a break mm-hmm. and you're recharged, how much you can accomplish. You know, I can do that in 30 minutes, what I can do in two hours if I'm tired. So learn right. to take a break. And if you're really tired, take a nap, take a calf nap, which is my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, drink <laughs> a whole bunch of caffeine, lay down, take a 20 minute nap, set your watch. By the time the caffeine kicks up in, you're awake, the alarm goes off, and you're back in business. 
Well, that's what they say. That's what everybody says. You know, you it's good to take take naps during the day because it helps you, you know, helps you focus more uh, later on in the day. And a lot of people are saying nay to that, but I'm a full form believer that I think that does does help me. And like I said, I'm beginning to do all these goals that you have taught me how to do and make my life more organized. God, I tell you what, Senator, it was terrible. You know, two or three years ago, it, I was like, I was running around with my head cut off. But I'm, but you know what's so funny is, is that when you start doing this, you feel, you look back on how the heck you could have lived your life that way when you're running. And it was totally in chaos. I was totally in chaos and it was totally unorganized. I had no idea what I was doing when I go getting up in the morning, going up to my place of business, not knowing what I'm doing. And it's just, it drove me crazy and batty. And I think that was part of my problem. So when I got to meet you and you're teaching me how to organize how to goal goal orientated list? How to do the list? How to check each one of them off? All your all your your teachings have taught me is that my life is a lot more less chaotic than it was. And I'm telling you what, thank God that you got, that I got a hold of you because I would still be running around the maze trying to figure out, you know. Where do I begin? I had trouble starting and, and starting my goals. I had trouble starting them because I didn't know where to start. Right. I had nowhere. I had, I had no idea where to start. And then I would lose focus because I would either get bogged down or I would get, you know, uh, people would be in and out of my office. And I wouldn't get, I wouldn't get anything done. So I also like to contribute my planning and being, uh, a little more organized from working from home too. That helped me a lot because it keeps me from keeping people out of my office, wondering what the heck is going on. What, where is this? Where's that? How many, can, what can we do? A lot less interruptions during the day when I can plan my day out by myself and knowing that I can get it done in a certain amount of time. And if I don't get it done that day, Hey, there's always tomorrow. But you know what? Don't don't get frustrated when you get hit in the face, when you get smacked in the face, because that's what life is. Life is nothing but getting smacked in the face. But the point is, you get back up and you go on to the next goal. Come back to that goal later. Go on to the next goal. Achieve that goal. The next goal, get hit in the face again. You get you're going to get hit in the face a lot. Trust me, I know. I've been there. I've been hit in the face quite a bit. But you know what? You will always succeed when you march on. Well, and you know, you you said something very profound about you know you you when you're struggling or when you're you know frustrated or right after you got smacked in the face as you put it, um, you start on little goals. You know, do some little things yeah. that you know you can accomplish until you get your mojo back. Right, right, and that's important. I mean, the little goals are just as important as the big ones. I mean, astronomical goals. Let's face it, they're hard to reach. But a little meteor, you know, mediocre ones, I'm telling you what, they're just as satisfying as the bigger ones. And the bigger ones will come. It, they will come. Patience and goal orientation is the key to this. And it's, you know, and patience is a lot. But, and that's what I don't have is a lot of patience. Well, but, and everybody uh, can relate to this analogy. What you're talking about is steps. 
You know, you might want to walk a mile. And so if you think about like, oh, I'm going to get up in the morning, I'm going to walk a whole mile. Okay, that's overwhelming. But if you break down, you know, like, what is a mile? 5,280 feet. So maybe if your average stride is three feet, you know, that's, that's how many steps we'll, we'll divide 5,380 feet by three. So that means you have to take 17,000 steps just to get a mile. If you divided that by 24 hours, you're taking 70 steps in an hour. Like anybody can take 70 steps in an hour unless you're sick, confirmed or disabled. But you know, when we start breaking it down and go, okay, if it's 72 steps in an hour, how many steps do I need to take in the half? hour 35 how many steps do i need to take in 15 minutes i have to take 20 steps like it starts to get ridiculous <laughs> when you yeah. you, know, you know and that's just you know just some easy math but you know let's say you all, you know you have an 8 hour work day and you need to take 17000 steps you know in your 18 hour work or your 8 hour work week, you know, or 1700, I'm sorry, excuse me, uh, divided by eight, you're looking at 200 steps an hour, you know, is that a walk to the bathroom? Is that a walk to the printer, depending on where your stuff is, you know, you could get those things, you could, you could get those steps in, they're manageable when they're smaller, but they add up to a big goal. Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you a story. Uh, This is really something. Okay, get this. I, let's say two, two months ago, I weighed 260 pounds. I've never weighed that much before in my entire life. Okay. I set a goal. I wanted a goal that I wanted to lose 30 pounds in, well, I lost, I lost eight pounds in eight days. I mean, excuse me, 20 pounds in eight days. I lost 20 pounds in eight days. So I set a goal for a month to lose 30. Okay. So I, I've never been on a treadmill that much before. I've always worked out. But I get on this treadmill I bought because of the pandemic. And I could only go. I had to take baby steps on this thing because it was I was so tired. So now, I would let's say I do a, a, a two miles a week when I was starting out. I was It was so bad. So then I started inching up towards the... Um, the uh the the um speed and then the incline got better so now i am up to 15 miles a week i have lost 32 pounds i'm down to 228 my goal is 220 all because i set a goal and i put my mind to it that i am going to do this i feel terrible i can't even tie my shoes i look totally like a blimp I don't need any more of this this bad karma in my life. I'm changing it. I'm going to be goal-orientated. I get on that treadmill every morning to this day. I eat a low-carb diet. And I'm telling you what, I have never felt so much better in my entire life, all because I set my, my mind on losing this weight. And my goal was set before even a month was even up. And now... I just got eight more pounds to lose for my target weight, which is 220. And I'm telling you what, I'm down. I used to be at a 38 waist. Sandra, I'm down to 34. Wow, that's <laughs> terrific. 
That's true. But and, I don't want to get it too was a little, It was literally a step at a time. Step at a time. Yeah, it was a step at a time. I don't want to get too skinny because I'll look terrible. But 220 is my target weight. That's where I should be. A, a guy my age and my height should be at. But all it took, Sandra, was a goal. I wrote it down old school on the piece of paper. And you know where I put it? I put it up on the sliding glass door downstairs where I have my treadmill. And I kept looking at that number. Two, 220, 220. I kept looking at that. That thing motivated me to keep going and to keep going. And that's, it's all about goals, people. That's what it's all about is goals. Absolutely. Well, Paul, I've loved having you as my guest today. If you guys want to check out BZ Trans Systems, they are a premium transfer board that helps people transfer from the wheelchair to the bed, from the bed to the bathroom, to the couch, anywhere you need to go. They're used in care facilities. You can get one for your loved one if you're at home, help you save your back. You can find out more at BZ Board com. That's B-E-A-S-Y-B-O-R-B-O-A-R-D-S.com, busyboards.com. Paul, thank you so much for being my guest today. We'll be back again next week. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach.